So not too long ago, I held this workshop at WPPI where I gave my top 30 creative strategies to get photography clients as fast as possible without paid ads. And it killed it. It sold out. It was incredible. I've been sitting on it for a little while and I've decided to bring it back, to bring it back and to give it directly to you. You don't have to go anywhere. You don't have to pay anything either. I just want to help you grow your business each day for three days. I'm going to share with you 10 ultra unique creative ways to attract dream clients to your photography business without spending a bunch of money. I'm calling this thing the three day client blitz and it is pure gold for three days. I'm going to give you so many creative ideas to get clients in your business right now. Just go to sixfigurephotography.com forward slash blitz six S I X six figure your photography.com forward slash blitz b l i t z i can't wait to give you some incredible ideas you're listening to the six figure photography podcast with ben hartley where you get the positive energy you need to help you grow your business your relationships and your mindset if you need the show notes or want to check out the latest blog post visit sixfigurephotography.com Hello, welcome to the Six Figure Photography Podcast. My name is Ben Hartley, your host. Thank you so much for joining, for tuning in. I hope your week is just really rocking. We're on a Wednesday, hump day, right in the middle of the week, and I'm just getting into the groove. Uh, really excited that you are tuning in uh, to, to today's episode. Um, look, the entire purpose of the Six Figure Photography Podcast, and pretty much everything I do, is to help you grow, right? To help you grow your business, to help you grow as an individual. Uh, those two things tend to be tied uh, side by side, and we do this by bringing on other amazing photographers, other amazing industry experts, experts, other amazing marketers, uh, as I mean, just like everything, right? Uh, we try to really do a nice even spread. And so today I'm really excited about our guests. Before we jump in, I actually, I, I have an invitation for you guys. If you would love to hear someone on this podcast, can you do me a favor and let me know who you would love to hear? All I want you to do is pull out your phone, open up Instagram, and do a little search at J Ben Hartley. That's me on the gram and shoot me a DM to say, yo, what up, Ben? Here's who I'd love to have on the podcast. If you want to say anything else, sweet. But I tell you what, I will reply. I will let you know. I will say thank you. And then I'm going to do my darndest to, to, to look into that individual. And so let me know, who would you like to, to hear on this podcast? Because I want to hear uh, from you guys. I want to make sure that you're getting what you want. Well, look, let's talk to today's guest. We've got Nick Church on today's episode of the podcast. Nick is a wedding photographer based in the UK. He built his business over the last two years alongside his other full-time job uh, uh, as a, uh, working at a software company. We're going to find out a little bit more about the software company, but you guys like dual full-time jobs. I know there's people who are listening to this right now and you are in that. You are working another full-time job. You're working a nine to five and you are building this. Nick did it and that's why he's on today's episode because he left his day job last year after having an incredible career to, by the way, he left his day job and his goal is to teach and inspire other photographers uh, on how he did it and to give them that, that direction that they can do too, that you can do it too, specifically with a few uh, uh, very practical approaches. And so we're going to dive into that. Nick, how are you doing today, man? Hi, Ben. I'm great. Thank you. 
So good. Nick, you're out in the UK. Now, look, I don't get out much, Nick. I'm going to be honest. So when you say the UK, that seems like a rather large place. Can we, can we get more specific? <laughs> yeah, I'm based in Bristol. Um, so that's in the southwest of England. So we're about 100, well, yeah, about 130 miles west of London. So, so that, that should position it quite well. That's awesome. Now, did you just kind of finish up your peak season as well? Does it, so I'm from the Midwest. And so, you know, that fall season is really when it gets going. And now we're in this engagement season where everyone's booking couples. Is that kind of a similar time frame for you? Is the weather kind of parallel where now couples are getting engaged and you're in kind of this booking period? Yeah, well, I, I tend to find that bookings are just, there doesn't seem to be a real pattern that I've picked up yet. Maybe that's because I haven't done enough seasons that I can um, see see those those trends. But so I, I'm taking bookings all through the year. There are a few bookings at the moment, and definitely there's fewer weddings, of course. So it is. But I'm yeah that that fall period was just so busy that I'm still editing the backlog um, yeah. right now. So I hear you. I hear you. Um, I I am as well. And well, actually, I'm not. Freedom edits is <laughs> is is editing. We love our. Actually, this is a this is an un uh, an unscripted plug for Freedom Edits. <laughs> they are not a sponsor, but I love. But look, they're over in the UK too. But uh, Freedom Edits really helps um, with our editing. Actually, if you, I think if you uh, freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley, I think you get your first wedding edited on me. Nick, you should go do that. You should, I've just you should do that. that and get your next, uh, your next wedding covered by me, man. And they're just up the road as well. So, it's Oh, that's good. awesome, dude. I love that. Yeah, I'm, I'm actually checking this out right now. So freedomedits.com forward slash Ben Hartley. Yeah, you get your first, uh, your first wedding edited for free. Super dope. Um, Nick, look, I got to know more. You just teased a little bit on the pre-branter in terms of what you were doing while you were building your photography business over the last couple of years. Um, and you very casually were like, yeah, I was, you know, the CTO of a software company. What, like, what were you doing? What is the software company that you were part of? Well, it's a, um, analytics company. So it's, um, in the broadcast industry, looking at, um, pay TV subscribers, what they're watching, um, what they're not watching, the sort of what their demographics are. And it's just all that analytics information, which, um, we know now through Facebook, you can use to target you know, people very accurately in advertising. So that's really valuable. Um, so it's working, um, it's a company uh, created to provide that. We got acquired by um, a company based in the US, um, in San Diego. So for the last last year of that that career that I had, then I was the CTO of the, the UK um, side. So all the technical um, software we were developing, all the team members reporting to me. And um, yeah, it's a pretty busy job to try and start a second career. Um, alongside. Yeah, why did you do that? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'll tell you why. Because when I was um, writing software, so I, from my as I graduated, I was a software engineer, then software architect. And when you're creating software, even though it's stuck with your head in in a laptop, you are creating something. You, you've got that kind of you've got a blank piece of a, a blank editor in front of you, you're creating code, you're creating software designs, and then foolishly i took the offer of moving to project management and as soon as i did that there's no creativity at all and it was great and i enjoyed the career and it was very well paid and it was very well i was very well traveled i was extremely lucky but i've always missed that creative that creative part to my my character being fulfilled and i started to do it with um i used to be um a musician as well alongside doing things just to have something a bit different 
Um, and I, bas- I got too old and too fat for that. So to be jumping about on a stage. So I then went, I, I've always done art as well. And it was the art side that, that really triggered that um, uh, desire thinking, actually, I could turn this into something that, that could be a full-time concern and I could transition into that. So that was only in about um, 2014. Um, so I, in 2014, I was creating artwork with just pen and ink and then decided to get a camera. So I'd never used a camera before. So I was learning how to um put it out of into manual mode and what that meant and all along all along the while traveling to india and the u.s and just finding times in airports and on flights to watch youtube videos or um read the instructions and just see what i was doing um and i I just started taking some pictures and started exhibiting them locally thinking hey these are pretty good i think you know and I'm, i'm always a very um typical english glass half empty person so rather than thinking this is great news i found something i love doing i was thinking crap i'm so i'm i, I wish i'd done this 20 years ago you know <laughs> so sure. um but so i thought right i haven't got time to mess around i, I really want to do this so i started exhibiting those um the shots that i was taking and then about a year later, someone asked if I could shoot their wedding. And that, you know, that was, they, they bought a landscape from me, asked if I would shoot their wedding. And that was it. I was a wedding photographer. <laughs> you just, you put on the hat, like, well, here yeah. it goes. Well, they, so- they said, they said, you shoot weddings. And I said, yep. You know, I've never wanted to. <laughs> <laughs> I know that answer. Yeah. Right, I'll blow, well, it sounds I'll blow like it. Man, this was just started more so as just a creative outlet for you. Like, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems like you were working this full-time job. It was going fine, but you needed a creative outlet. So you just started to kind of shoot, take some pictures, and then things kind of uh, began to take off. And so you considered it as uh, what would this look like as a career? Is that about right? Or did exactly. you always know, I'm going to turn this into a career? No, it's, as soon as I'd... Um done that done that first wedding and i'd seen what what i could deliver and seen seen the difference i'd made to this this couple's day to be able to present it in a day which i haven't looked back at the photos for ages but so goodness knows what they look like but you know they were they were really over the moon with the pictures and i thought that this is a something that i would love to do um every day i wish every every day of my working life felt like this and Unfortunately, I knew that on Monday morning, it wasn't going to feel like that. It was going to be looking at spreadsheets and that kind of thing, which to some people is great. For me, it isn't. And um, that was when I knew that I wanted to do that. And I I was unsure for a while because it is a massive decision to make, especially if you've got family and, you know. Yeah, you had four four kids at the time. You got a mortgage. And it was actually, um, I was chatting to my youngest son, who was, I think, about uh, nine or ten saying, well, this is the thing. He said, why don't you become a photographer? I said, well, the problem is this, you know, I, I, we, we've got a, we've got you, you children, we've got to pay for this, got to make sure that we're secure. And he said, well, we'll just do it. Just see if it works. And I thought, actually, that's pretty good advice. You know, <laughs> we're, so, we're so worried about trying something because there's always a, way, a route back, isn't there? There's, you can always think, right, that didn't work. Let's, let's go back. So I, I thought, right, yeah, that, that, he's probably right. Let's try it. So how did you do that though? Because there's also a certain practical side of things, right? Like, yeah, I'm, I'm sure some people are saying like, okay, yeah, we'll just try it. But but you had four kids and a mortgage. So there had to be a little bit more than just a, a try it. Because every, you know, look, it's that's the dream, right? And yeah. I think certain people, you know, I've got some buddies who are just, they're, they're single guys in college. And yeah, for them, it's like, yeah, go try it. 
go try everything. But I think there's a, uh, there is more of a pause when you do have that family where there's a lot more kind of writing, there's more responsibility. So what were some of the things that you did to, I mean, to protect that at the same time? Well, there was, you're absolutely right, Ben, that there's a practical consideration of you have to have, you know, unless you're going to end up on the street, you, you have to have a certain level of earnings that you have to be able to match. Um, and you have to have a, a level of security that, that comes with that. So it, it wasn't just a, right, I'm going to make this my mission now and then go in Monday morning and hand in my resignation. It was, it was thinking, right, what's a realistic plan? You know, how long would that take for me to get from where I am today to something that would be um, sufficient level of business that I could, I could transfer. And I, and I figured that was probably about a year and a half, something like that. Um, so what, what I had to do was to work out how I could get as many bookings as possible. Um, bearing in mind that I couldn't spend all day, every day going around venues, linking up with suppliers and just building those very, um, natural sort of organic relationships that I can do now. Um, I had to be a bit more strategic with it. And that's where I, I used Facebook advertising to great success. Um, I think in maybe six months, I'd got 30 bookings through Facebook. Facebook advertising. This is stuff that you had already done uh, in the software development broadcast industry, right? You had, you had been trying some of these marketing techniques and so you had seen it work there. Exactly. So I, I know the, the power and the, well, certainly I know the value to um, vendors of having information about the right person to put their advert in front of. So I knew that Facebook had all the same techniques. If you can narrow down your reach and your, your target audience sufficiently to people that are really interested in photography, then you're going to get a really good hit rate. And, um, and I found that to be the case and just some fair, fairly well targeted adverts um, with um, uh, some images from that first weddings and a couple of other um, weddings that, I set up with a friend of mine. She put on a wedding dress. Very, you know, I was very grateful for that. I put on a wedding dress again. We went to a local church, took some shots. So I had a bit of a mixture of um, portfolio and just got it out there as widely, um, but to a targeted group of people as I could. And that was a way that I pulled in sufficient business to start building up this um, pipeline of income over the next 12 months. And I, that's something that I then tracked. So I, I went straight to my spreadsheets that I previously hated so much that it suddenly became much more attractive to me, which was showing a, a graph of what my pipeline's looking like in a, in a 12 month window based upon current bookings that I've secured through Facebook or a few extra ones through referrals, but also projection of how many more am I going to get if I continue this rate of success of, of bookings? Cause you, you're never going to get, 12 months of enough bookings ahead of you because in that time you're going to get some bookings you know that, that are going to come along so um by doing that projection i could start to see what a likely 12 month um income was going to get uh, was going to be and i just tracked that over the next uh, year or so and when it got to a point where that income was what i knew i needed to be able to leave my main job then that was when i i did just that I love this, man. So Facebook ads, it sounds like, was the marketing tool that allowed you to make the jump. Yeah, absolutely. Is it, would, it, would, it, would it be safe to say that, that absolutely. you would solely hang your hat on Facebook ads yeah. towards your success? Yeah, absolutely. I mean, if it was um, 10 years ago, I, I couldn't have done it because it would just have taken so long to have get to have got that level of um, business um, ahead of me 
that I just couldn't have done it. And perhaps with a job as busy as I had at the time, you could never do it because you can never allocate enough time to, to trying to grow that business. So it was, it was critical. And, and in those early days, the first year, I probably took 90% of the bookings through Facebook. Even now it's, it's still 50, you know, I still, I still use it to great success. So then we, so then we just need to focus this up. We gotta, let's start talking Facebook ads, my man. So, um, let's, I want to go broad here and ask some, some questions and then dive in, uh, to maybe a, a few more specific things. So, um, I think for, when I say broad, I think a lot of people are intimidated by Facebook ads. I think that there's, uh, there's a confusion factor. I think also Facebook changes so frequently that even just the back end of your ads manager portal on, on Facebook is just like, I, I, I even go in there and I'm like, wow, this is a mess. I don't even like <laughs> everything feels like it's a, it's something I get, I, I get confused looking around in there. Um, do you have any advice for the listener who's like, dang it? He, they went the direction of Facebook ads. I don't want to do Facebook ads. I, like people keep saying it. And now another episode is about Facebook ads. What do you say to that person who's just like struggling to step out and to try to implement this technique? I think you've just, you've just got to try it and, and see if it works. And as I said, if it doesn't work, then, then you don't do it again. But you, that's the only way you're going to know if that's the, the right thing for your business is to try it. And then, and then as long as you try things strategically, you say, right, I'm going to try that. For this amount of time, you're going to give it a proper chance of success. If it doesn't work, you try and work out why that didn't work. But Facebook advertising, it is, it is that ad manager is complicated. There's loads of options which just seem like you need a degree in marketing to understand. Um, but if you ignore most of them, then it, it just seems to work. So the, the the way that I always do it is I create a standard post. So you, you don't need to create specific content or anything like that. You just create a standard post like, like you or I would for our wedding photography business in Facebook. You put that out through your business page. So it's got some text, just a ton of pictures, which look nice. Um, I tend to put a, a small discount in the, in the text as well. And a clear call to action. So you have to t- let people know, cause people are quite lazy. You have to tell them what they need to do when they, if they're interested in this. And so you say, here's an email address, contact me or PM me if you would like a quote, you know, make it really clear. So that's your post. The only thing where, and the thing that I think um, people fall down sometimes is the temptation is to share that post directly from your Facebook feed. Cause you get this boost post button right you can you can share it but that gives you none of the targeting um ability that you can get through advert manager but if you go into advert manager leave all the settings as default pretty much you just want to raise awareness for your business um then you go into your audience and this bit's fairly straightforward because you're just setting a geographical area and you're saying you want i tend to target women only because I don't know what it's like in the US, in the UK, probably nine uh, out of of 10 weddings, nine brides are are, are organizing it. You know, the grooms don't do much at all other than turn up. Um, So I'm targeting women in a geographical area of about maybe 75 miles around me. Um, Then I go to the specific ways to target them. And you just say, I'm going to choose only women that are engaged to be married. And that's it. And that that's my target audience. And it that then is who I'm going to serve the advert to. Then I just go through and select that post that I created before. So I don't create a specific advert, just use the post I've already done. 
Um, what you do have to do, I found, is put a decent amount of income into it. You, you, it a, a good amount of capital behind it. Um, if you're going to, which is what? What's a good amount of capital? Well, to you? for me, that's about twenty five pounds to twenty five dollars, something like that, a day. Let it run for seven days or so. Now that that is a, that is a decent size investment, and it, that is a that is a scary investment if you've got no idea if if it's going to work or not. Um, but then, you know. A lot of us, before we get to that point, are buying lenses for many, many times that, and it's just because we like buying lenses, and it feels horrible to pay money to something where you don't get anything physical out of it. But it's the best way to get to get um, inquiries to come through. So, it, um, and it's it's a weird thing if you put less than that, if you put say five dollars, you don't even get a quarter of the of the interest. From what I can tell, you get nothing at all. So it seems that there's some barrier over which you have to get to with, with enough um with enough uh adverts which is money effectively so i so i put 20 20 pounds a day maybe seven or ten days and just let it run um and that on average that level of so what, what we're looking at there so 200 quid so 230 dollars or something that tends to get me about between seven and ten bookings now there's yeah. there's no other there's no other platform that i've found a magazine, there's no magazine you can advertise in to get that. There's no wedding fair you can attend with anything like that kind of return. And you can do it all from what, you know, in front of Netflix. You know, you, you can just sit down and do it. You don't have to spend a day talking to brides or anything like that. You just get it, get it out there. And it's just been really successful for me. All right, podcast listeners, we're going to take a quick pause here in order to give a thank you to the supporters of the SFP podcast, because if you're listening, it likely means that you have a small business or you know someone who does. And if this is you, you are wearing far too many hats. And some of these hats are amazing, right? Like being a photographer, but some like filing taxes, running payroll, not so great. This is where Gusto comes in. This is the solution, you guys. Gusto, G-U-S-T-O, Gusto. Gusto makes payroll, taxes, HR actually easy for small businesses. I used to be on like an old school payroll processor from like 1982, and it was terrible. Gusto now has fast, simple payroll processing. Uh, This is the really cool thing. They automatically pay and file your federal, state, and local taxes so you don't have to worry about it. Um, They make like like W-2s, sending out 1099s, uh, incredibly easy to run. You guys, those old school clunky payroll providers, the one that I was on that I just left, uh, they just weren't built for the way that the small modern business uh, is meant to work, but Gusto is. You guys, no joke. I got really excited because I switched to Gusto before they contacted me uh, to come on as an advertiser. I'm like, this just makes sense. I actually use this thing. Um, The really cool thing, too, is everything is online, like the ability to sign, store, and organize all the employee documents. It's all online. It's all in one place. You guys, let Gusto wear one of your many hats. Uh, It gets better because for you podcast listeners, you get the first three months free when you run your first payroll. Try this demo out for yourself at gusto.com forward slash photo. That's gusto.com, G-U-S-T-O forward slash photo. 
look, we're going to stay on theme here and keep talking about giving you guys solutions for all the things that are terrible to do. Um, so you guys remember when you started your small business, right? Like it was no small fee. Uh, you're spending uh, late nights, early mornings, the occasional all-nighter. Bottom line, uh, ever since then, you've been insanely busy, right? And so one of the biggest challenges uh, is invoicing and it's accounting, Right. Let's make things a little bit easier in 2019. Our friends at FreshBooks have a solution. FreshBooks, this is invoicing and accounting software designed specifically for you as small business owners. It's simple, it's intuitive, and it keeps you way more organized than the dusty shoebox filled with crumpled receipts. You can create and send professional-looking invoices in 30 seconds. And then the best part is uh, get them paid two times faster with automated online payments. Uh, I love that part. File expenses even quicker. Uh, Keep them perfectly organized for tax time. And the best part is this. As your business continues to grow, which it will in 2019, let's be honest, you're going to always have the tools that you need when you need them without ever having to like figure out or learn all this accounting shenanigans, right? So you guys... 24 million people are using FreshBooks. Try it out for 30 days free. There's no credit card required. There's no catch. Uh, Go to freshbooks.com forward slash photography, freshbooks.com forward slash photography, and then enter six-figure photography in the section where it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, right? Make sure you get that part down. When it asks, how did you hear about FreshBooks, enter six-figure photography, you're going to get your first 30 days free. I'm excited for you guys to check out FreshBooks. All right, let's get back to the show. So let's do some recap here. There's a lot. And uh, I imagine no one has their Facebook ad manager in front of them. But let's let's do some recap in here. So, and even just some term terminology that gets confusing, right? So, because you said to start, you're you're actually not creating just like an ad from scratch. You're actually posting on your business page. Like for us, we would go to our business page style and story. Now my personal page, I'm going to go style and story and I'm going to create a new post just like I would any other day. Uh, but I know that I'm going to turn that post later into an ad, correct? Yeah. yeah you, you, awesome. You're just going to use Advert Manager to boost that post for you. But to not boost it, Correct. That it's, uh, that'd be like the wrong terminology because yeah, yeah, isn't yeah. there an no. option to just boost the post that right. would just essentially right. yeah so, so that, that that's yeah. confusing yeah apologies that that's confusing terminology so you're not bo- uh, terminology so you're not boosting it with the boost post button but you're going through advert manager you're using all the extra capability in there for targeting who you're going to send it to because essentially if you boost you cannot target your engaged people between the ages of 24 and 36 who live within a certain area you're only boosting it out to who currently likes your page correct that's right yeah or 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 actually I think I think how it works and, and I'm no expert on this stuff I think it boosts it to people that that Facebook thinks might be most interested ah, but that that, gotcha, that is gotcha. never I, I have tried that and I do have several chats with the Facebook marketing um, experts on how I should be doing it. And every time I try any, anything that, that's suggested, it doesn't perform as well. So I think as photographers, we know that, that engaged women are going to be what the ones that are going to respond best to our, um, our efforts. 
Very good. Yeah, I think I've heard um, that just boosting your post is essentially just giving your money to Facebook. Yeah. <laughs> it's just like, hey, would you like some money, Facebook? Cool, I'm going to boost this post. Um, you, you just burn it. Yeah. Uh, so if you're out there and you're just boosting posts, unless, look, if you've found great experience boosting it, I'm sure there's a time and a place for it. I just don't really know that time or place. Maybe perhaps in a group. Um not not exactly sure, but uh, but I agree. The the actual targeting that you get, it sounds like, is is the way to go. So then, what are you offering in this? Because I know there's a few different kind of incentives that you could offer. What have you found tends to convert the best? Or, or are are there ever times that it's just brand awareness and you're not making an offer? Because I think one of the things that some photographers might wrestle with is like, I don't want to give, like, I don't want to give something away every single time. I don't want to be doing a ton of free engagement sessions all the time. Um, do you have any experience on, on, or advice in regards to what that, uh, what that ad copy looks like? Well, the, yeah, I mean, what the, all, all I can advise is what I've tried and I've, the, the first few I did, I had a 20% discount because I needed, I needed business. So rather than start my prices very low, which is a very traditional way for us, you know, photographers to start getting bookings, as I said, because this was a second career and I had particular income goals that I had to reach, I couldn't spend two years doing weddings for $400. I had to go straight in at a decent price that I thought my work was worth. But I was aware that, that I wanted to be able to give a bit of an incentive. So I did um, have this 20% reduction. I found that if you make it 10%, it's about the same. 5%, people, you do okay, right? It's, it's not as good. If you don't give a discount at all, you get nothing, right? So it, it's really strange. It, it seems that people want to have... Um, want to feel that they're getting some sort of discount through a Facebook advert or a Facebook post. Um, so that, that, but that's more the psychology of us as consumers, I think. Um, so I always, I always have that in there. I haven't tried offering things like face, uh, engagement shoots and things like that. Um, maybe that would have the same effect. I'm very much, you know, if it isn't broken, if I'm getting enough bookings, I'm not going to change, change what I'm doing right now. Sure. So when you're when you're writing this, uh, I'm curious too of some of the things that you've tested. Have you because uh, even just the psychology of 20 percent off, you know, your booking, uh, five hundred dollars off. You know, how are how would you be writing that uh, that headline? Well, I, I always have. Um, you've got to be a bit careful with um, Facebook posts in how they truncate the text that you write. So you know, after a certain amount of text, and it's just going to say dot 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 with more. So and you want to give you so you want to put all the really useful bits of information in that first chunk because otherwise sure. people are going to just pass by you know so i make sure that i at least say um uh studying photography by nick church um or i'll always have the 10 percent um 10 percent discount with this with the with the code and then everything else that i'm saying about is how you get in touch with me i have that lower down so they have to click but you want that attention grabbing headline so you you want to um, avoid doing lots of exclamation marks and making it look like a, you know, a discount sale on Black Friday. You want to you want to make it look like a quality service, but with a genuine, useful reduction on price. And so that that's how I try to word it. Uh, what if you don't get good results? You know, we we talked about that twenty five. You said twenty five pounds. What what would that equal around here? Like thirty five bucks, yeah. something like that. Mm -hmm. uh, in dollars, you know, a day over seven days, you know, you gave some great results of like, Hey, I book like seven people from that. So what if what, like, look, 
you know, let's say the photographer listening, there's like, oh, cool, I'll go try that. They do. They don't get the bookings. What advice do you have for them? Well, I would say that uh, it's not, you know, you, you when you do this, you can't expect to get, you, you don't get emails with people saying, right, here, what's your bank details? We're going to book straight away. You know, so you do have to put in a bit of the legwork as well. So you have to reach out to those people. Some people contact you directly and you can start a dialogue with them. Some people comment on the post. You know, they comment their partner or comment a friend that they know is getting married. And you can, once they've done that, then it's useful because you can then go to their profile and you can message them and you can say, hey, thanks for commenting on my post. Um, just wondered if you'd like a no obligation quotation. So you have to meet people halfway. And I think sometimes um, the danger would be to just set this all up, sit back and just keep looking at your bank balance and hoping that you're going to get loads of bookings. And you, you do need to work for it as well. It? There is no free lunch here. But 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 there are these different categories and there, there are some that come through and they just want to book. There's some that need a bit more schmoozing like you have to do with some people. There's some people that are really not up for it at all and you have to message them, message them. But sometimes they come around and they say, thanks for keeping in touch. We were just not sure on the venue, but you know that keeping in touch would be really useful. And they book, you know, so there's different categories of this. As a side benefit, you also get loads more likes for your page. So of that, maybe that that, that 10-day run, I might get 25, 30 new likes per day to my photography page, which is great because then when I'm not um, paying for posts, when I'm just doing my regular posts, I'm getting loads more free people that are now now listening to that. And, you know, that my, my work's getting in front of them free of charge. Yeah. So let's talk about some of the follow-up process then that you have. So you run in the ads. Um, the, the ad then, is it, is it directing people to a landing page? Is it directing people uh, to, uh, to a specific landing page that you've created for them? Is it directing them just to email or contact you? What, what is your kind of conversion goal with that? Um, I always um, keep it as simple as possible. Now, I, I know that it's... Um, the, the thing is to have a Facebook pixel on your website that you can track people going to your website. I really think, um, and I've looked at my Facebook analytics and I've got my website in the advert. Very few people click it. People click, they, they PM me, um, but very few people will are going to leave that platform. And I think this whole idea, and I think this is where Facebook and a lot of marketers get it wrong is they they think that Facebook is a great tool to get people onto your website. It's a funnel to get people into your website and that's where you do the business. And I think that's back to front. I think once you've got people engaged on a platform, don't let them leave. It's it's like um, you know, that they come to your front door asking for wedding photography and you say, Right, I'm just what you want to do is just go two doors up and I'll see you up there in a minute. You know, most people are just gonna think, Oh, forget it get back in the car you know once you've got them you keep them on that one platform and uh, and interact with them there so i don't really send them anywhere i just say message me if you want to um have a quotation or if you want to just start discussing i have links to my work but i've got 20 20 photos in there so if if 20 photos of my work isn't gonna make them think yeah this guy's good then you know the other 50 on my website isn't gonna do it either so yeah so then are you ever, are you getting into, um, and this is a whole other conversation that actually I'm going to have a guest on the podcast here, uh, next, I, he, actually, I believe he may even be, uh, right after this episode, um, on, on chatbots, on like messenger bots, Facebook messenger bots. Have you started getting into, um, running ads, uh, out towards and, and incorporating Facebook messenger bots? Uh, I've tried it and it didn't work. Didn't work for me at all. It was a an absolute failure. Um, yeah. And I think, and I and I 
can tell why that is because when I look at someone's page, when it when it pops up to say, "Hey, thanks for visiting. Are you interested in our opening times?" You just close it down. The first thing you want to do is close it down. So, wh- what I found with those chat, you know, with the messenger things when I tried it, um, is that you because you you pay per click, right? So you pay, you know, three pounds or whatever it turned out to be per person that comes through. So I had about four clicks from this advert that I ran, and three of them, two or three of them, said I didn't even click it. Now that's whether that's true or not, I don't know, but it, they weren't interested in in continuing that conversation at least. So that that just didn't work for me, and I haven't tried it since. Nice, um, yeah. I think it's something that uh, I've I've got a, a good amount of friends that are pretty deep into the Facebook ad uh, space and, um, a lot of testing going on within that. And it's definitely something that, uh, that, um, it's, it it takes like, there's, I guess there's, there's just the right ways to kind of go about doing it. So I'm interested. So we're going to have, um, I think it's Joe Buchanan, uh, on the, the podcast who his, his whole, um, business model is, is in building out, um, messenger bots and doing it in a way that provides value to people rather than spam. Uh, and so I think that there, if there's ways to do it, where it doesn't come across uh, like that, yeah. uh, it could be uh, a potential thing. Absolutely, so yeah. interesting. Yeah. So this is this is fascinating. I've never, I guess, I've never spoken to anyone who's doing ads directly just within their messenger. They're keeping them there, and that's where the dialogue is occurring. You're not even trying to get them off the website, and that's where you're seeing the best results. Yeah, yeah I mean, I keep them on, on the Facebook until we're at the point where they want to quote or they want package details, and I get an email address. Um, and from that point, I can then put put that email address in, in, into my um, booking management system and all their details. But you've established a relationship with them by then. You know what their partner's called. You know where they're getting married and where they live. Um, so so you can then, or I feel then safe, I can safely move into email and send things over. And you can still, cut, you know, I still um, check in through Messenger, say, hey, hi, Michelle, whatever, just... Um, just let you know, I've just sent that quote over. Look forward to hearing your thoughts, you know, and you can say that sort of thing in, in Facebook and kind of keep keep yourself kind of always at the sort of um, forefront of their um, awareness about wedding wedding photography, which is what they're thinking about right now without trying to overstep it and, you know, badgering them too much with spammy type messages. So if, if there is a system that, that can do that kind of thing automatically and it's intelligent and it learns and how to, how to be things. I think that that could be really powerful. The ones I've seen on Insta, you can tell from a mile away, can't you, that they're bots, you know, just saying, you sure, know, sure. Hey, great, great time. I wonder if it's maybe a yes. And right. Where it's, uh, maybe partial um, delivery of content through bot. And then obviously the, the human touch and involvement that's also there as well. Um, do you know what I mean? Where you don't surrender everything to this bot <laughs> to, yeah, to handle sure. the the whole process. Um, almost in a way like an automated email, right? Like a, an automated reply from an email that maybe gets some preliminary information um, and then you engage with them uh, additionally. Um, again, I'm just riffing no, right I now. Think, I think I'm, that's right. I, th- I think the when you get a, an email from a, a supplier, whatever it is, whatever, you know, whether it's a restaurant or whatever, you know that, you've been heard that you're in the system and that, and I think if that is followed on then by a human um, interaction, then I think that's, that is a useful thing to do. Definitely. Uh, and you know, it, it's also, it is extremely time consuming to do it. So there, there's no getting away from that. And that, that's why, you know, you do have to put legwork in and a lot of them don't convert. A lot of people 
are we call them tire kickers over here you know that they're just coming around looking at your car look like someone would if you sold a car on craigslist they're kicking the tires looking at it, but they're not really interested in buying and you have to try and find out get get rid of those people and find out the ones that are actually interested in buying it um and if you have so many inquiries then i think you would have to do something like that because with with a bot because you couldn't service all of them you would you would be doing it 24 7 so sure so once you're in the once you're in the DMs, you're chatting with people um, that are engaging with you. Uh, what's your actual booking process like from there? Are you following up? Are you scheduling a phone call? Are you getting them to come into the studio and, and to meet with you in person? What is your uh, your booking process look like? I've found that from what from my clients, I find that there's no single rule that works for all of them. So I don't really, I don't have a firm thing of, right, we're going to meet first, we're going to do that. I, For example, I th- and I do track the numbers on this. I just can't think what the current figure is, but there's certainly a, almost half book without a meeting that they book just through Facebook and email. Uh, some of them do want to chat first. They want to have, they want to meet up or have a phone call. So I might do that to some of them. Um, but so I just play it by ear and, and, Frankly, I'm trying to see what the minimum I can do to meet their expectations in in, in that in that conversation. So, you know, if they're the sort of person that kind of because a lot of people don't like, especially the English, we don't like human interaction more than we need to. You know, there, there are a group of people that are quite happy with an email, quite happy just getting a contract and looking at your work, chatting to your messenger, and doing it all through there, and then, and then waiting to nearer the time to have an actual meeting with you about the wedding details. So by going in and just saying, right, Hey, when do you, when do you want to meet for some people? I think that would be um, too forward and, and they wouldn't want that. That, that might turn them off to the, the idea. Um, so whichever way it goes that they, whether we've met in person um, or, or not, then yeah, it's just getting a, uh, a contract out to them and getting them to make that booking fee. Um and then get, getting the booking and then putting it into my system, which then reminds me six months before the wedding to arrange a meeting to meet them. Man, that's awesome. So it sounds like, uh, uh, long story short, it's a lot of testing that that goes into this process. Do you have any advice on um, some of the preliminary things that that um, maybe someone who's, they've never run ads before, uh, you know, what's advice for something to test this week? Uh, and and is there a time frame, a budget? And is it the exact thing that you already explained? But what are, you know, is that just it? Is it what you already kind of- I think of, it is. Uh, yeah, I think it is. I, I want to get a really clear action step. If no one, if someone's never won an ad, yeah. what should they test and what should they be looking for? I, I would um, just get a post with your best work on it with an email address so people can contact you. Tell them you could, they're going to get a 10% discount and um, get that in an, in an ad, in a post rather, post it to your current um, people that like your page in the usual way. Go to Advert Manager and there are, you know, there are plenty of YouTube videos on how to do it. There are plenty of Google things. <clears throat> there's, there's a lot of options, but there's about three pages in Advert Manager. You can go through the first two quite quickly. You just want to go to your targeting op- option, your audience. So set your audience who do you want to serve this advert in front of in their feed, what people, and that's going to be geographic. So you do that, and it's going to be age, it's going to be gender, and it's going to be their current status, which I would advise is engaged to be married. You can, you can set things like newly engaged, newly engaged in the last three months or anything like that. But then if you do that, you're missing people that have been engaged for seven months. 
which decided, you know, sure. so, so I just say, right, I found it better to just say engaged. Um, I would still put a, a good sum in the daily amount, but just shorten the amount of time that you're running the ad for. So if you think, right, let's just do it for $50, put it in $25 for two days and just let it run and see what happens because you get feedback instantly. You, you're going to get that feedback um, quite instantly. The, the way the algorithm works in Facebook is it's going to serve that, that ad to the people most likely to respond soonest first right so it's gonna it's got a list of your audience that you've designed that, that you've defined facebook know which of those people are more likely to respond to that advert by clicking it by commenting or by sharing it and they're gonna it's gonna give those people the advert first so in, in those first few days you're getting your best value for your 25 bucks a day so just, any recommendation on uh what day to start running um i when i start yeah it's a, that's a good question when i have done this when i was starting out I, I was doing sort of four or five days and I did find that sort of a Thursday through to a Sunday was worked quite well because then you're getting people that tend to just look at it in look at Facebook in the evening on a weekday, but then you've got weekends for the other group of people that just sit down on a Sunday and just chill and look through Facebook. And um, so I, I tend to nowadays I do, I'm doing long enough that it doesn't really matter because it's, it's over a week, but I would say you probably want to do maybe if you're going to do two days, perhaps do um, Friday, Saturday, something like that. So you're getting both those days, a weekend and a weekday. Yeah. it's awesome. Nick, uh, if, if someone's out there and they're testing some ads and they're curious, they'd love to hear uh, more from you or, or to kind of pick your brain on something, where can people find you online, uh, reach out and even connect with you? Yeah, well that, that would be great. I mean, I, my Facebook and my Instagram are both the same. So it's just Nick church photography or one word. Um, so that's church, C-H-U-R-C-H, so Nick Church Photography. Um, yeah, and send me a DM. Like like you say, I, res- I respond to every message I get, every comment, I respond to it. Um, so, yeah, get in touch. And I do um, remote workshop sessions, things like that, because it it is something that's quite hard to um, get across conveniently really easily so sometimes screen share so i do you know we, we could talk about that I, I can do sort of remote screen share things as well nice nick thank you so much for coming on the episode uh talking more about ads it's actually something that i don't do a lot of uh we we've got four photographers here and and we're we're kicking it we're doing good um but it's something that we're continuing to to we test every now and then but um i love hearing new ideas new techniques new kind of uh ways uh to go about it um and i i'm really intrigued by the idea of keeping people on the platform and meeting them where they're at really appreciate you uh dropping us some information, man. No, it's been great. Yeah. Pleasure. Listeners. Thank you so much for tuning in with Nick. Uh, I'm really excited about this. I'm excited uh, because this is where we're heading, right? Like if you haven't realized dial in (laughs) because uh, the, the ability to reach a very specific audience, it's been here for a while, but now more than ever, it's becoming direly important. I'm a big fan of meeting face to face. I'm a big fan of, of creating word of mouth and, and marketing directly in person to vendors and to the community and bridal shows. I actually love bridal shows, but we just attended our most recent bridal show. Uh, it's one of the biggest ones in the city and we killed it. It was great, but it was down in attendance by 
by almost 50%. And I just, I, I recognize that this is something that is continuing to happen a little bit more and more. And so just dial in on this stuff. Um, I'm really excited to you guys make sure that you tune in uh, next week because we do have Joe Buchanan uh, on uh, the podcast uh, next week. Um, and he runs Create Messenger Marketing. And I, I think there's a great synergy that could exist within what Nick has been talking about within Facebook ads and staying within that messenger platform and what Joe is going to talk about in regards to incorporating uh, messenger marketing as well. And so I think there's going to be a great synergy. Make sure that you tune in to the very next episode. We will see you there. Thanks, everyone. Thanks, everyone.